Welcome to We're Out There, a podcast about the uncanny, unconventional, and irreverent facets of life on this planet and yours. With Chad C. Meek, Kyle Lee, and me, Eric Newman. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of We're Out There, a podcast about the uncanny, unconventional, and irreverent facets of life on this planet and on yours. With me, as always, is Chad C. Meek. Hi, Chad. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Chad. And with us also, as this is the third time, so it's officially a trend, Kyle Lee. Hi, Kyle. Hello. Good evening. Or Good evening. That's right. Um, hello hello into the timeless void. Yes, the timeless void. We talked about that last time. Uh, last time, pardon the pun, that there's not really time in the alien world. There's it's star an, time, right? It, there's. It, it's called the infinite void. The infinite void. Okay. Anyway. You could use that music. I love the theme music. You can use that to punctuate so many things. Um, but anyway, we're here to talk about um, uh, a few things. Uh, we want to talk about orbs, right? Chad, you've been seeing these orbs. What are we, like, what is an, what's an orb? Um, it's part of my own personal schizophrenia. It's uh, well, That's a great way own. to get people to believe it. I mean, you know, no, but like, what is it's, like, what are we it, talking it, about here? I'm talking about, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about something that's been driving me out of my GD mind. Uh, use your imagination for the swear word exploitive. Sure. Uh, it, it drives me out of my mind because I've been seeing these orbs this uh, year. Actually started last November, so I'm on to my eighth one. And what they do is they, wow. they yeah, they, um, they're very, very bright. And we're talking about singularly. So, and, and what they do is they fly right towards my house in the canyon. And then they sit there and they stop. Okay. And then they continue. And the minute I get close or close, push my face against the window or run outside to, to, to investigate further, they disappear. Gone. And so what, you're talking yeah. about, you, do you see this during the day? Do you see this at night? At do you night. see this at night? At night. Yeah, it's at night. Uh, my, my, first, my first inclination is, and, and just, you know, I mean, with all candor, I mean, I, I think well, they, they look like a satellite. They actually looks, they look like a satellite, a very, very bright satellite, though. When I talk sure. about these orbs, they look like, like, like Venus is, is basically, you know, flying, flying towards me. They're really, really bright. And and fairly and and not as far as elevation goes, not extraordinarily high. And, and you see them one at a time, or you see multiple at a time, or no, just one, just one, just one. one. So how do we get seven or eight? I guess. Yeah, this is the eighth one. Yeah. So the eighth one. How do you know that there? You just had eight sightings of an orb in the night sky, is what you're saying. Right. You're not seeing like right. eight orbs together. No, no, just 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 eight times. I've had in, in, eight these, times. It's almost like the same. It's the same ship or whatever it is, which I don't know. Or and again, I, my my first inclination is this thing's got to be a satellite. But satellites, and, and, and I'm talking about a clear sky, clear vision, sure. really close. Satellites don't disappear when you look at them. I mean, we're talking about in a matter of two or three seconds. Like there's some sort of, at least in my uh, crazy, bizarre Chad world. I'm looking. Sure. I'm looking at this thing, and then the minute I notice that it, I notice it, and I notice that it notices me, it completely goes black, gone, disappeared. Now this. And is, now are they? 
are they, are they moving in kind of like how we talked about last time with the UAPs? Are they moving in ways that are, don't seem logical based on our current understanding of aircraft and how aircraft work? Well, actually, I mean, it, it really, I mean, it, uh, it's moving uh, uh, very, very similar to, uh, very, very similar to a satellite. It, it, you know, it, it is. And my first inclination is I'm seeing a satellite. But then again, for and I've been scouring the internet for some additional information. Okay, sure. Why does this thing, when I look at it, why does it disappear? And it's and it's simultaneously. And I'm not. And this is no exaggeration. It's within three seconds. It's impossible. This is literally impossible. But it's been, but it's happened eight times, and I don't know what. what well, first of all, I really don't know what it means. I guess other than maybe possibly to encourage me to continue my work with the whole. Uh, you, you know, whole UFO and uh, world and the whole extraterrestrial uh, contact E thing. I don't know. I don't know whether it's a, a, like a personal uh, you are chosen, Chad, or sure. it's uh, it's a coincidence. It's it's really a coincidence. I really you don't happen to be yeah. Jewish. Or, are you? Have they have they been coinciding yeah. with any? Regularity, or it's just a random occurrence so far. Yeah, it's a random. But there, one thing I do. Yeah, no, it's random. It, it, it is mm-hmm. random. Um, uh, but they general they happen at night. They don't happen during the day. I, I you know, I, 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 they happen at night. Um, and actually, it's um, when reflecting back when I lived at uh, at my own. Uh, we had a ranch uh, south of here, and uh, I actually seen this before. This one was different, though, and, and again, this one's a little different than, than that other than the one down by my ranch literally came towards, I was driving uh, driving near my ranch, and it came towards my car and stopped. I had that one. It looked very similar, but this one, it just kind of moseys on, mo- mosey hmm. on just as far as that, comes over here, and, and I look at it, and it, it just... Uh, Really, it's just weird, and I. It's really interesting. Well, let's let's get you on sixty minutes and have them ask. Uh, Could it be Russian or Chinese technology? Um, I don't see why I'm not. Thinking uh, it's uh, from India. Uh, that's where all the new. Oh, uh, uh, you know, new is that a, is that a joke answer? Or are you being serious? Uh, well, they, they, their space program is, no pun intended, taking off. Um, they are increasing uh, a ton of launches, satellites. Uh, who knows what telecommunications, sure. GPS, military, uh, but they're also contracting other launches for other countries at this point. They have a very a rapidly developing and and. But I think I think Chad has a good point when he's when he's talking about the uh, the visual signature of these orbs, where they're they're moving around and then they, as soon as you realize. And as soon as they realize that you realize that you've seen them, then they just disappear. Right. Well, it's a, pheno- a satellite phenomenon kind of would, that, that disappears that. once it's observed. I'm sorry, I, what was that called? It, it sounds like something that, that disappears once it's observed or once it realizes it's being observed. That's like quantum particles, if you think about yes, it. There's a yeah, lot that's, of, no, like, measure, that's like those yeah, particles that change when you measure them. I rabbit hole. This is, this is exactly where I'm headed with this thing here. And, and it's almost so... It's really almost personal as far as, well, it is personal as far as that, because no one else you know, apparently is seeing the same thing. But it really is. It's like, the, like I'm the observer, and I'm changing the outcome by l- looking at this thing. And, I, and my, my, first, my first, you know, who do I think this is? My first inclination, oh, it must be Elon Musk. It must be him flying Elon around Musk. Or some, in, in some sort of spaceship and really trying, you know, 
listening to my, my previous podcast and completely trying to screw with my mind. Um, but mm. but then again, that's that's kind of uh, that, that's even more that's, eagle. That, that's unlikely. He's that's got unlikely. his hands full. Right. Right. I mean, and here and here's the thing is that that does actually that really does fit in line with what we were talking about last week about how where people are seeing all of these different things, all these unidentified aerial phenomena that don't seem to match with our current understanding of how things work in the night sky. Even if the you know even if you talk about swamp gas or weather balloons or flares or something. In fact. Yeah. I listened to, uh, we were talking about Lou Elizondo last time, who is not, maybe he's related to Hector, you know, that actor. Um, but we were talking about Lou Elizondo last time. I listened to his interview, and he, here's his checklist of things that, or, or, uh, of, of things that he's noticed from these unidentified aerial phenomena, which could be very much related to these orbs that you're seeing. Have a listen. There's five distinct observables that set this technology, as I mentioned earlier, aside from everything we have in our inventory. The first is hypersonic velocity, the ability to change directions instantly. Um, and no, and when I say instantly, I mean human beings can withstand about 9G forces. Is that something that you've seen, Chad? Any kind of like instantaneous velocity changes or they just disappear, these orbs? They just disappear. I mean, I mean yeah, I don't see any velocity changes. I see that they disappear, but the thing, the proximity is so close to me, and and when the sky you're talking so about like clear, what ten feet above your head, thirty feet, a hundred. Oh no, feet, no 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 no. We're talking about two thousand feet. I mean, you know, okay. as far as a, yeah, I mean, we're not talking about like you know right next to, but I'm seeing them, and right. yeah, and and that's what is uh, particularly interesting, you know, okay. to, to me. Well, hold on, let's let's keep going down the list. Uh, are some of our best aircraft can withstand about sixteen Gs. These things are doing three, four, six hundred Gs uh, in mid-flight. Uh, then there's hypersonic velocity. Uh, that is speeds that, by definition, are Mach 5 or above. Very, very fast. We do have some technology. You mentioned Russian hypersonics. and. Th- so it doesn't seem to be exactly the same stuff as, like, the well, tic-tac craft or the stuff they're seeing over the oceans. Right. But, it, but, but, but Eric, it could very well be. It's just that I, you know, the only thing, what I'm seeing, uh, uh, you know, I'm not seeing change of speed. I'm seeing a disappearance. Okay, That's so true. so the, so so literally, it, it could be disappearing before my eyes, going, you know, God, whatever, ten thousand Gs. It's or, right. It could yeah. be going so fast that the right. light just disappears. Right. So, so it looks like it's go, it's flickering out, but really, it's just because they're going that fast. The light is traveling away from you. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Let's keep going. Well, you, Things like that. One, you know, there one, there are. Oh, I'm sorry, Kai. What was it? I was going to say a phenomenon that that has always given me goosebumps um, is ball lightning, and some of the descriptions of that. Um, uh, they just they chill me to the bone, and it's it's probably because I do have a memory as a child of seeing uh, a, a lightning ball or or a ball of light come through a room and disappear um, almost as soon as I noticed it. So it's very interesting to hear hear Chad say that, um, and okay. and I I don't think it's I don't think it's another worldly phenomenon necessarily, but it is interesting that. Uh, where it's occurring and and who it's and who's witnessing it, especially like, like I said, I haven't seen it. I saw it when I was a child once, but it sounds like sure. what Chad is describing sounds like something I believe I've witnessed at some well, point. Well, this in my is life. I just looked up ball lightning. I haven't heard of that, and that it seems like a male stripper's name. But the thing is, that's not what I ended up looking at. <laughs> um, it was actually here are some criteria. But before I get that, let's just fin- finish uh, Mr. Alessandro's checklist here. 
sure. technologies that can go that fast. But then again, you don't expect a hypersonic aircraft to do a 90 degree turn, uh, to put that into context. And, you know, by the way, this is, you know, if, if these orbs don't seem to fit the description, all of the other stuff that we talked about last week, that does. And all of these, all of these aircraft and, and other unexplained aerial phenomena that have been going on across the, across the world, especially over the last year, they all seem to exhibit these things. Our SR-71 Blackbird, when at 3,200 miles an hour, wants to take a right-hand turn, it takes roughly half the state of Ohio to do it. You don't expect it to just kind of do this. Uh, and that's precisely what we're seeing. And then the third observable is a bit like cloaking. We call it low observability. But the fourth observable is what, what we were talking about, and that's transmedium travel and water. The ability for, for an object to fly not only in our atmosphere, low and high altitudes, but also potentially in a vacuum environment like space and even underwater. Now, we do have vehicles that can do that. We have, a, for example, an, a, a seaplane. A seaplane is, is a plane that can fly and it can float on the water. But when you look at it, it's neither really a very good aircraft or a boat because it's a design compromise. And yet what we are seeing are objects that can operate in all these domains or all these environments seemingly without any type of performance compromise. And so why are we seeing these things around in and around water is something that we're really we're really kind of scratching our heads with because we've seen these things. They've been recorded not only in our atmosphere, but there is data to suggest that they have also been tracked by some of our, our capabilities underwater as well and being able to perform in ways that frankly exceed anything that we know we on, on the planet right now. Okay, okay. Let, let me let me let me jump in here real quick while I remember please, my thoughts. Remember please. my thoughts on this whole thing. Okay. First of all, I'm a mile away from the uh, the ocean. I'm a mile okay. away from the ocean. So just remember that. Okay. The other thing too is, is what I'm seeing as far as this cloaking thing, which I heard him talk about. First of all, it goes through. It goes. It's it's just going on. You know, it, it's the the orb is just moving on. Look, you know, checking things out. Happy, happy, happy. I I, I make contact, and what does it do? it begins to cloak itself. And what happens is it looks like a light bulb, okay? Like a, the filter of a light bulb when you just turn it on or just turn it off how that goes on. Sure. It, it lightens up like that, okay? And then poof, it's gone. That's, the, that's what I'm seeing. So anybody yep. out there in, in the land that we're, that's listening to this thing here, if you have something similar, please get in contact with me. I'd like to know exactly what you're experiencing also. So go ahead. Sure. Is it, it, Chad, is this similar in any way to... Anything you witnessed as a child or anything that you had no. heard described? No, no, no. This is different. Uh, the, the, yeah, this is much different. I, you know, I had the abduction experiences, and I actually had the visuals and what have you as far as being taken aboard a ship or, or, or in fact, being, uh, being uh, abducted uh, uh, across the dry lake, physically being abducted, um, and taken from my swing as I was swinging back and forth, literally taken. That's different. This is... This is like, in fact, all that stuff stopped at around 10. But this stuff here is fairly been, a, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, uh, I've been seeing them all my life, actually. And, and, uh, but, but this is, this is different. And, and what, again, is, is more, and I had one almost uh, a week over a week. Generally, what I've had most of them, that, that I'd see them, then it's a month or, or maybe a month and a half, see another one, same experience. You know, and, and the other thing, too, is what is also bizarre is the intuition or the flag that I get. First of all, why, why am I attracted? Why am I looking? Why, you know, usually if I'm staring at a television or something, why am I so distracted or why do I look up at the right exact time? We're talking about nanoseconds as far as being able to, 
to see that and be alarmed. Of that. Right. Like, there's something that telegraphs yeah, it's like to the, me. Yeah. It's like the Bugs Bunny, you ever get the feeling you're being watched. Oh, and then you take a yeah. look and it's like, oh, wow, there's something there. Like you just kind of, you feel that energy. Absolutely. And then, yeah. and then you just look up, you're like, oh, that is, I do, something is watching me. Yeah, something's watching so, me. Yeah. I mean, check this out. Here's, a, here's an article from October of last year. This is from the Charlotte Observer in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is a very popular layover spot <laughs> um, if, you're fly- if you're flying around the East Coast. But um, they're talking about an orange-tinged orb high in the North Carolina mountains on a sunny late morning. So this is during the day. They say the object was round and irregular, and it would suddenly plummet tons of thousands of feet before, before soaring right back up. The motion of it doesn't sound like what you're talking about, but the visual of it does. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, yeah. And there's a photograph of it, it, but it's like during the day, and it just looks like it looks like a circle. Have you tried to record this? Have you tried to take video or, yeah, or, or photos know, of this? I, I mean, I, I, again, by the time I could pick up my uh, new uh, new confounded uh, cell phone with the video, sure. before I got all that, so it's going to be gone. Uh, I, I'm definitely going to try. I'm going to have this thing, you know, by my side, et cetera, et cetera, as close as I can when I do that. But it it just doesn't work that way, and, and it, because it happens so quick, I would be fumbling around with this thing, and I wouldn't. I I, I doubt it. But it's not that I'm not going to try because I am. Oh, of course, and, yeah. of course. I have a neighbor who basically brings me. He actually sees stuff too right around here. This, this is incidentally, this is a red hot. This is this is the we're 100 miles due east. Or, yeah, due east from the Nimitz experiences. Exactly from that. This is a a hot area. Um, the the natives or the you know uh, the you know the locals a lot of especially older people uh, yeah it's quite common it's no big deal they've been seeing them for you know for decades as far as that stuff goes so it's not wow. yeah yeah so it's not what new. do they what do yeah. they say about them they're just like oh there's these orbs every once in a while and when I look at them they go away like what are these people saying that have been seeing them for decades right they, they have they a certain say, do they, they call they, them a certain name is it yeah, like a, they're used to it. now my friend uh, actually I've got a meeting with him tomorrow as far as uh, on the movie portion of this whole thing what he does is he irritates the holy hell out of me because he brings his damn uh, cell phone. And catching these little these little uh, dots, you know that I I can't ascertain what the hell they are. That's that sure. would be exactly me, you know, saying, oh yeah, see, see this little light here. You, you see it, you see it. Well, he gets extremely jazzed, and, and I and, and I, you know, I would say, hey, listen, you know, curb your enthusiasm as far as this stuff. I mean, you know, I, first of all, it's not like I, you know, I wasn't born on the midwatch. I mean, you know, li- listen, this is okay. But you know, he gets animated and excited, and I try to, you know, like act. Oh yeah, fantastic way to go. But it, but after a while it gets irritating because I'm looking at these little white lights that I I don't know what the hell they are. Yeah. So. If you're looking for something, you're going to find it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's or vice, much I mean or it's vice much versa. more compelling when there's about, when there's well, an account from someone that's not seeking these well, things out. But 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 in defense of him too, he has showed me some really spooky crap. I mean, as far as hmm. the, and and during the day, he showed me a small little chiclet. That was going along the mountains. That he, you know, he, uh, you know, what he does. He watches. Uh, he spends the night at the at the local high school for security. He does it for his brother, uh, who's the superintendent of schools. Anyway, so he stays there. So, so one day he woke up and he and he looked at this little, uh, very very similar to the little chiclet thing, bounce along the the whole mountain crest, and he followed it. And it was and and, and actually it is very 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 credible. 
But then again, in the day of technology, I mean, and incidentally, he's not the technologist as far as far as him screwing around with with uh, any kind of uh, fake chic- uh, you know, sh- chicanery or whatever. He's not sure. the guy. He's not the guy. Sure, <laughs> but, sure. Yeah, but this stuff was really interesting as far as, hmm. and, and it did. It bounced along, and it kept on going, and actually, it, and it came towards him, too, and he got a quick uh, photo, but it moved so quick. But you're watching this thing here, and again, we're talking probably about as far as uh, the height of it, again, maybe maybe. 1,500 feet, and then probably maybe, uh, I would say, a 16th of a mile away, and then it came towards him. But this is the area, and this canyon is, is notorious for this. So um, so that's one thing that think, I'm kind of thinking, well, I'm putting, you know, I'm trying to put you Is know, there any, together. like, are you by a, a military base? No, no, they, 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 no, 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 no military. No, oh, no, I, no, I have to ask, you know, that type of. No, no, I'm not laughing. Like, it's just funny you have to be here. It's that, you know, I mean, yeah, also. Um, yeah, I have no idea what it looks like yeah, where you yeah, are. Yeah, right, right. It's just, it's just funny to hear that. I mean, no. It no, might, it, honestly, no, it might look yeah. like, it might, it might look like Mars to me. Right, you know, right, I, I right. No, well, no from idea. your eyes, it could, but it still, could. Uh, yeah, but um, no, the answer is no, um, you know, uh, no. The answer is no. No. Okay. I think if I think if we all looked at the skies, especially in an area where where Chad is, which doesn't have a lot of light pollution, doesn't have a lot of artificial uh, right illumination. I mean, I uh, live in the I live in the worst area for that. There is yeah, so I, much I, light pollution. You could almost not, not you could almost walk around. And, well, uh, he's he's been dead I, for forty years, but like you know, you could you could walk around with sunglasses at night. And that's how much. That's just how much ambient light there is in. And I'm I'm in Brooklyn. I'm not even in the city proper. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that. Uh, so I'm well, sure no, I'm, just all I'm, sorts I'm serious of about John Lennon. People. No, no, no. His was his was uh, his description was extraordinary, and, and he told quite a few people as far as what he had saw looking outside of his apartment. What he saw he, UFOs? He, oh yeah, oh yeah. Around Central in, Park? Yeah, right, right where he lives. So yeah, that wasn't that. No, I, I'm serious about John Lennon. Yeah, he's one of the yeah, crazy. Yeah, look, look you at could. That. Oh wow, that's I didn't. I never thought about this. This is news in, to me. And check this out from Realtor.com. Hold on, check this out, Chad. Yeah, the, you the, can the, own the New York City rooftop where John Lennon claimed to spot a UFO for the cool price of five and a half million dollars. I want to Prior buy to settling buy down in the Dakota oh, for good, he had a brief stopover at a the posh ceil- penthouse in Manhattan. Tall ceilings, the library. It's a gorgeous. I'm looking at it right now. It's a. I wonder, it's a here's a gorgeous. Question. Does it have central unit. air? Does it have air conditioning? It does. Oh, okay. Well, then by all means, let's go. <laughs> let's, let's you know. Let's get it. Let's call it a recording studio. We could write it off on the taxes. Eric, write a could, check. Uh, yeah, uh, boing. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Could bounce that any higher. Uh, anyway, he well, spent. Well, jo- John Lennon, Lennon spent is, time um, among. Sort well, of John Lennon in, among, in the mid seventies during his lost weekend, which I think was with uh, Harry Nilsson. Speaking of boomers, well, he's just another person who is willing to look up at the sky. I wonder how much. And that's valuable... why he was assassinated because he was about to uncover the truth of aliens. Okay. Yeah. Well, more than likely, he just uh, was an artist that took inspiration from the cosmos. It could have been LSD, also. So. That's, oh, that's, I could that's, that's I could entirely imagine. likely. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, by the way, uh, by the way, Kyle, ball lightning frequently appears almost simultaneously with cloud-to-ground lightning, as in regular lightning. Generally spherical or pear-shaped with fudgy, fuzzy edges, excuse me. Uh, diameters range from 1 to 100 centimeters, most commonly 10 to 20 centimeters. It's 4 to 8 inches. Brightness corresponds to roughly that of a domestic lamp, so they can be seen clearly in daylight. But Do they have a range of colors? Yes. Wow. How did you know? Look at that. <laughs> and, the, you know, did you know that the lifetime of each event is from one second to over a minute with the brightness remaining fairly constant during that time? So the question is, that's, though. That's what I think I experienced. I was sleeping yeah. on the floor of I, uh, it was my aunt's condo. I was probably I was seven or eight years old, maybe even younger. And uh, it just came through the room, went into but the, the, thing the, is, the is, center I mean, the, the, and, and disappeared. The, the real thing, though, is that. It's it's usually seen with lightning, with regular lightning. And sure, Chad's but if it, if it comes inside, if it comes inside a structure and you're a child sleeping on the floor, you're not going to witness the other lightning. I haven't, it came, I haven't spent. Uh, it came, it came in the house. That's I watched wow. it hover, hover above me and then disappear. I didn't really. It's as far as I don't, I don't recall smelling ozone or sulfur or anything that is supposed to. <laughs> Uh, right. company that. It wasn't the occult. It was something else. It, it wasn't the occult. It was, right. I, I believe it was ball lightning, and ball lightning is something that exists. But it doesn't it's, do that. It doesn't. No. It's also not inside. It's a little. It, it, yes, it, it, that's that is the. Wow. That's the rub with ball lightning. Is it's it's very odd and it's uh, it's it's unexplainable. So how, how, also how very fast? Much, was, how fast was it going? Was it? What, it was. It, Slowly floating across. I mean, it took it. It took seconds to cross the ceiling of this house I was in. Uh huh. And then, and then, then it, it disappeared. Go? Disappeared I, where? I, it just. It just poofed. Wow. Mm. Yeah. How, how did it enter? I. I believe it entered through a window. This was a house. Uh, it was kind of a. I guess maybe. Like a triangular frame. You know, it had a straight wall, but then it had a slanted roof. Uh, up to a point, it didn't have a a typical pitched roof. It was like half of a duplex, I think. Hmm. And this uh, at the apex of this triangle, there were a couple windows on either side of the house, and it 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 seemingly came in through one, and then an open window. No, no, a closed a window. Closed window. Okay. Closed window. Wow. I don't even think the window had the capability of opening. It was like a it was like a skylight on the side of the house. Mm, wow! And it just came through there and disappeared over my head. Wow. It wasn't I don't a laser pointer. I, I don't think anything? I ever even told anyone about this, but uh, I've always just assumed it was ball lightning because at some point in my life I read about ball lightning and I was like, oh, I remember this as a child. That must have been what it was. Absolutely. I would highly oh, yeah. recommend this, this, not. This, this, I hate this. I, I really, you know, this is this is exact. I, this is some of my own experience as far as this, as far as people telling me what you know as far as that as, as far as you. Somebody said it was ball lightning. Well, yeah, of course that's the most logical explanation because it's a, it's a different language in a different time. So it, it could have been other right. things, right? Sure. No, there's there's no uh, there's no reason that ball lightning has to mean something natural of this earth right sure. uh, or of this dimension sure. but i it, it's it, it helps me sleep easier thinking that it is i don't have to question my worldview or question the confines well, and that's of the thing the, you're, you're of, doing that th you're doing the thing that most people do is that they're trying to relate it to what they currently understand i'm not trying to marginalize uh, what no happened, that's that's that is how you that's how you process things yeah but you what about the weekend with the priest 
folks. Uh, well, uh -huh. I'm... <laughs> I never had any weekends with any clergy. Uh, okay. And by, right. by the way, I would I would highly recommend not looking up the phrase "ball lightning" on <laughs> yeah, Google. Right. Right. So, yeah. no, Unless, of course, I, they no, want to I, advertise I, I, no, listen, on the what, podcast. What you've done is, is 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 very interesting. Is what people, you know, again, it's you know, who are you going to believe? Me or your lying eyes? As far as who are you going to believe, Kyle? You, your eyes, uh, or you're going to basically look in a book and say, "Oh yeah, that's that's what it is." But it's okay, whatever. I know, and, and, and I get it, no, it. it. Yeah. It helps me. It helps me reconcile Why? what I saw Why? with my own eyes. Why? Well, because I didn't have any other way to explain it. And then I read a description on Wikipedia years and years ago, and I'm like, that explains it pretty well. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that's that's just the word that we call this phenomenon. Sure, sure. It, we could have called it, you know, uh, Michael Jordan phenomenon. Right, it's a right. ball sure, that sure, goes sure. through the air. Sure. But it, we call it ball lightning, and, and I, I take that. I'm not... I, I don't know where it. I don't know what it means, where it came from. If it was speaking to me, if it carried a message, it's just something I saw. It didn't traumatize me. It didn't scare me. Even it said one day was, you will be talking about this with Chad. Why would it have scared the holy crap out of you? Why didn't it scare me? I wonder that about my own kids. When when I see them do things that would would scare me. I wonder why doesn't it scare them? And they don't. It's because they don't have a reason to be scared of some of these things. They don't. Uh, <laughs> you know, they may not know that this is something to be feared. Um, wow. It's novel to them. Think seeing new things is great when you're a kid, unless it's accompanied by a scary sound or or panicking parents. When you're by yourself as a kid, ready to just experience the world around you and you see something unexplainable and new uh, it's, it's i think it's a natural reaction to just be comfortable with it and wow. to 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 wonder um but no i don't think you could do that as an adult i think i think we learn we learn all of our fears as we get older and we get well uh, and this is kind of what we were talking about last time about being okay with not knowing that yes. As adults, we have this compulsion, and I don't know what it is about us, and it, maybe it's Western society, or maybe it's modern society, or both, that we have to know. We can't be okay with not knowing. The idea of not knowing about something is going to drive us crazy. So you're just going to have to... Religions your, your... and civilizations have been built on trying to answer the questions of the unknown. Exactly. And but if we were just comfortable with not knowing, then maybe we wouldn't need all of this... I'm truly dyslexic. I'm so backward. I'm completely... I, You know, growing up, I was absolutely... When these things happened to me, they, they were not... None of this stuff was comfortable. This completely freaked me out. I mean, beyond beyond freaking out. I mean, as far as that stuff goes. So I didn't I didn't get any of the natural part of it. Now 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 I do. And now you know if if like, I'm the person that if I saw a saucer down in the valley um, and it landed, I would I would I would be a uh, a sprinter uh, catapulting myself down the hill or whatever towards it with zero fear. I could care less now. But back sure. then, but back then. Oh God! It was you know these these experiences, uh, these otherworldly experiences I had. I for me it was horrible. I mean it, it was it, it, you know it wasn't it wasn't oh gee I get to get abducted again. How fun! It was never that way for me. Or was I comfortable or relaxed? No matter well, yeah. any. I think any time you're removed from your safe space or from comfort is where that's going to be. It's going to affect you much differently. In my case, I was in a warm, I, I believe I was on a pull-out couch in a warm, comfortable place where I felt safe, and something weird happened that didn't scare me. There was no reason to be scared 
of this unfamiliar thing in a comfortable world of familiarity. Hmm. How, in your case, you you were moved and relocated and and data downloads and 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 who knows what else of course that's going to have a different lasting effect sure. on you you were um you 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 were in the car crash as opposed to just witnessing it as you crossed the street that's a great analogy right you were actually you were much more involved in the act that was going on chad than kyle was okay. uh, let me ask okay. you actually let me ask you this so we talked the first episode about the first time you were abducted the, when was the second time? How how long was the gap between the those two? And how how were you feeling? Like what was the second experience like? Were you like here we go again, or were you trying yeah. to run away from it and they pulled you in, or how did that go? Yeah, that's what happens. Is is um, you know at least for me there there's uh, such a uh, um, um, I was hearing them okay. Yeah, uh, you know, too. I, I was literally hearing that and sensing them as far as and, that. And what, what time frame are we talking about? So the Probably, first time uh, happened oh, when you within, were four. With, okay, so the right second after, time, back to back after that. Then I had the uh, the 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 uh, uh, the the, uh, the inclination for me to be on top of my grandmother's uh, trailer, asking for a, a message from God and hearing it. Okay, so. And this is still when you were four years old, right? It's like around five. Another, another, another. How do you, this another is, yeah. I mean, that alone is incredible to me that you have such a vivid memory of things from back then. I don't remember anything from when I was four. You know, well, wow. I might remember playing the. Uh, I like. I don't even. I was. I, I was going to say playing the Oregon Trailer Number Munchers. I think I was doing that at like six or seven. I, and I don't. You know, at four, I was in a preschool. You know, it's I funny. guess I remember I, I like vague parts of that. But, I mean, I, we we literally, as far as the the episodes that, that, that go on. I mean, you know, as we are even talking about it, I'm thinking about okay, this story here. I don't want to. I don't trip over myself. And they're all they're all interrelated. Incidentally, they all they all are interrelated. I remember, you know, uh, I mean, just just here's kind of a catalog being taken out of my uh, bunk bed, having the window, watching the window open up, having me drawn out, basically having all my family over at a birthday party, and then them not knowing, uh, them going away to a mall. To, uh, for dinner and leaving me at home, not knowing that I was uh, not <laughs> time time to spring. But what I'm do you say- mean leaving you at home when you're like four or five years old? They went out to go to a mall and yeah. then they were just they didn't think about you. They right right they they, they somehow they, they they somehow misplaced me as far as that which they didn't they didn't know that I was gone that that the whole time dimension thing uh-huh. was kind of kind of basically I fell in that time loop. And so that's what sure. I did. Like as far as uh, you know, I, the the wind started. The wind started blowing. I'm I'm on my swing and I'm feeling. Uh, and this is a this is uh, about a year and a half late. Uh, I'm on my swing and all of a sudden I'm basically you know, uh, you, you know I'm swinging back and forth and then all of a sudden I start swinging extremely wildly and I and I hear them to say they're telling me to let go of the of the chains. Okay, they let go of that. Okay, and say let go, let go, and and as far as me swinging back and forth, me back back and forth, and and so hmm. some of these things, are, I mean, they're indelible. I mean, it's like you know, I can you know just blah 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 blah. So, anyways, try, try, <laughs> I'm trying to make some sense as far as this stuff goes, which makes no sense at all. So yeah. So when the so to go back, the second time, or you know, you're was this when you were what you were just talking about when you were on the swing, or are you talking about like. 
when you were let's talk about that well that so second the, the second time the second time happened when i was uh, uh uh the 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 major one the major thing where i was basically i sent um i don't know if i sent it to you no i actually had a cartoon um that i actually had created where i was walking across the uh, uh and, and instantly we you know space out in the desert and and uh you know, it's like it's your gigantic backyard. You know, everyone, you know, even as little kids, this whole desert, you know, you have a, my grandmother's cabin, and then you have the rock, which you would, what we would walk over. So it would be roughly about a mile or so, you know, as far as that. And people just kind of, as little kids, we all kind of just walked around. It was kind of, you know, insane as far as the stuff goes. Um, but I was walking across, I think this, I think I was six then. It was a no. This is this is. I must have been six because I was walking out in the desert. You know, as far as that. And then I uh, near near a dry lake. You know, as far near the dry lake. And I, and I saw a gigantic shadow coming over over my head. And I look up, and there was the the sky was blocked out. And then I had then I was then I had an abduction experience, which I have no memory of. Um, the only thing I knew is I was back at uh, very close to my grandmother's house after that occurred. So what, what do you mean the sky was was blocked out or blacked out? There was, it, a, it was just a like ship that was the size of about three football fields. Oh, that, that blocked out. The That's sun. a good way to. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what what did that look like? Was that like a I don't know. What, it what did like, it look a three like football three football field gigantic? Uh, no, I mean, was uh, it like ship? rectangular, yeah, like, like a, a football field, or was it? Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, like, was it was it rectangular, like a football field? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was big, okay. huge. Yeah. And, and your grandmother's uh, trailer here was in the southwestern United States as well. Yes. like in the desert. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Oh, incident. I want to finish that while we're talking about this. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure, okay. Sure. Yeah. While we're in the subject, as far as this, which which fits with what Kyle said before, I was trying to get this out. Um, I actually, well, I took a psychology class. Okay, and his name was Doctor Baldwin, and I remember, I, I remember him vividly. And okay, so he, he, here's the scenario: I, I, I'm, I'm up there on top of my grandmother's trailer. I'm praying, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And why I was doing this, I don't know. And I, this is circa five and a half years old, five years old. I don't know exactly the the the, the exact age, but within, within that whole area. And all of a sudden, I, I hear, you know, I said, well, if there is a God, call my name. Okay, well, I hear this gigantic trombone that goes through my ears, and, you know, and I hear my name, Chad. Okay, now, it, so what do I do? I jump off this trailer into, freak me out so bad, I jump, jump off the trailer into a, a box full of scrap material that made for quilting that my grandmother had out there, and I run in the house, and I go underneath there, okay, Okay, so so go about. Let me say, in high school, this is right before I went from the Navy. I took a psychology class from a, from a Dr. Baldwin. Okay, this is at Claremont High School, and he tells me, well, there's a, there's a very common phenomenon where children uh, uh, claim that they hear their names being called from uh, from the the air. As far as that, really? Yeah, and I've never ran into anybody that had that had that experience. I've never wow. had. Maybe that I, guy I, was a spook. Yeah. Yeah. So when Kyle says, oh, well, you know, I was, you know, yeah, I was trying to get out what it was as far as that goes. I mean, you know, and whatever it is, is whatever it was. But still, I was thinking he looked in a book and he said, oh, yeah, well, that's what this is or whatever. And, you know, it's just kind of a weird thing because I remember and I heard that. I said, OK. And then the rest of my life, I've been asking people, has God called your name? 
Have you, has God ever called your name? But I, but I remember him telling me this phenomenon, and I don't even know why that he got up there at the time and was talking about it. He goes, has anybody heard, has anybody heard uh, uh, your name called out of the sky? And I raised my hand, and my hand, I was the only one in the class that did, uh, you know, so. Um, but that was an interesting thing. So I, and then he I, took you into a, a private laboratory somewhere and yeah, had right. to they, analyze they you or something they, like that. I mean, when you say like you heard your name coming from the sky, it, was it booming and reverberating? Or yes, was it like, yeah, literally was it loudest, a voice inside your head? The loudest noise I've ever heard in my life was like lightning hitting my eardrums. And it was chat. And I, I think, okay. Well, actually, now, now here, go, if you want to go to my uncle's thing, as far as that, in fact, I have it on one of my trailers um, for the movie, and it kind of segues into this, but, but uh, you know, he talks about people hearing their name and looking around and not knowing. Well, he had literally, um, through his channeling, he talked about a, uh, uh, an, an edaphone, okay? This is a tool, mm-hmm. yeah, an, an edaphone. Uh, that was used by aliens to communicate through long distances, and uh, and, and again, it, and, and what they do is their combination. They 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 talk in this ediphone, and then it creates an omni beam, and it literally gets you get blasted inside your brain. Okay, as far as with this wow. information, yeah. So he talked about that. That this is this is what's really weird about my uncle stuff. Okay, this is this is the, this is and this is George Van Tassel. George right? Van Tassel. George Van Tassel. This, this is this is what's bringing. This is why I do the things I do because I've had these experiences, and then I can go into a book, and my uncle's explaining exactly what had happened to me. Okay. Un- mm. Unbelievable. I mean, I, you know, we're, I mean, and there's so many, there's so many instances as far as sightings and, and, and rainbow ships and who they are and all this other stuff. There's so many things that go on with this. But, but that was one thing he explained as far as what happened. But again, to hear this Dr. Baldwin tell me that, again, well, everyone has these, or the implication is it's quite common. I haven't found anybody. I haven't. I, right. Well, that's other, why I said other, this guy might yeah. might have, might be working for Langley. You know, this guy might have he, he might have had some kind of I don't know. He well, might have he might have been part of the MK Ultra program. No, it was the, around the, that same the, time where you know they're they're talking the, about implanting voices in people's heads and making them think they hear things and then oh yeah no it's totally normal. I mean who knows? Yeah. No, your Occam's razor here is that people have experienced these things, but they don't know how to describe them, or they've put them out of their memory. But I mean, we're years talking about something very before. specific. Yeah. We're talking yes. about yes. hearing it's, a bo- it's, your it's name not, called out. It's, well, it's not that when you're you've said it yourself, Eric. You don't remember anything from your childhood, and well, Chad I didn't say remembers anything some, from my childhood. I said I don't remember anything from when I was four years old. That's a very sure, early age. When you're when you're young, you don't remember a lot of stuff except for these significant things. If people, if if Chad heard a voice booming from the heavens, that obviously stuck with him. He's not going to be able to tell you what he did later that day or what he ate for breakfast. But that struck him as something significant, as something uh, way out of the ordinary and as something that that made an imprint on him. Other kids might not... they, They may have experienced that. They may not have answered it. They may not have processed it in the same type of way. Uh, That voice coming out of the heavens may be something that people... That they, it didn't wreck. It was just something odd. Sometimes things odd will happen to you, and you don't file them away. That's why there's right. this it, certain special person that can tell us what they experienced or give us these stories, and uh, and really give us a, a a window into a time and place that we 
can't relate to. And um, that goes back to what you were saying, Kyle, about how when you see things, I guess they could go one of two ways when you were when you were a young child. You can either just say, oh, you know, that's the thing that happens, or that it really has a kind of lasting mark on you. It, it imprints your memory with whatever happens in this event. You remember it forever. I, so. And we were talking about it last week, how it seems to it seems that UFOs and the possibility of extraterrestrial life, uh, it doesn't seem so crazy nowadays. People seem to be accepting that as a possibility. So It's getting in, progressively it, less crazy, especially yeah, as the government starts to open up more about it and people are, have more ability to see what's out there. Well, you know, that's, that's just most people are seemingly... Uh, it's just our perception that people are like that. People have probably been like that forever. Uh, people may have experienced these odd things, but as far as they're concerned, these odd things are part of our existence, um, and and they don't they don't register them as as a visit well, also, or as also contact. Also, too, the reason why we're hearing them is because of podcasts and because of technology. Whereas before, right. everything was so remote, and uh, and you know, uh, again, everything was so far far away. And every, any, right. all the, 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 the home video footage that you could take at the time was really grainy and blurry at best. And well, that still took a lot of time to get out and then well, also yeah, you've, to distribute. You've connected, you've connected people with experiences, but you've also managed to document uh, more things now than ever before that uh, can be analyzed with a, with a critical but also a, a, a curious eye. Well, I'm, I, I think I'm more, uh, I guess, more enamored with just the availability. I'm more impressed with just the sheer amount of, of, of volume of stuff of being able to, uh, you know, essentially discuss them and talk about them. And, and also, too, again, with the crazy, the crazy uh, I guess we'll call it the crazy openness or, or whatever it is about this stuff here, too, I think that we've lost the thing of where we would literally ostracize anybody that would come out and, and, and actually talk about this because simply in the category of insanity or schizophrenia or whatever, which incidentally, I'm okay with the term, you know, what, what I experience is a thing called acute schizophrenia, okay, meaning, meaning it's temporary. It's, you know, we're not talking about paranoid schizophrenia. There, there's all kinds of... This is what scientists, they said, listen, there are people that have these um, isolated things and they're able to get, you know, come back versus there's some who basically fall off into the, off the world with this stuff. And, and of course, they're, you know, they're completely cra you know, crazy as far as this stuff. But this is acute schizophrenia, which essentially is what's been going on. These are, these are the, you know, these are the, uh, the, the, these are the Muhammads. So the, these are the, you know, these are the Jesuses. These are the, the, all these characters as far as this people that were having experiences. Right. Yeah, it's just it, it, that's what it is. I mean, you know. that's, and that's that's what they talk about in ancient aliens. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, I mean, and that that makes sense. And uh, I, I mean, and 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 so do so do the things that you've said. So, uh, to get back, get back, in, uh, to get back to the orbs. Is the there orbs. do they do the orbs? Yes, do they? Do you notice anything else? Do you feel like, uh, is there any radio interference? Is there any sort of buzzing or electrical noises that you hear? Anything like that? I hear no nothing. Absolutely nothing. No, I, I think what I maybe, this is what I suspect, this is what I kind of suspect. Again, with when you see these things out there, I think you're looking at a different dimension. I, I think that for some, for some reason, 
God only knows. That sounds so, you know, sounds, sounds so Jewish. God only knows. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. God only knows why this is happening to me. <laughs> right. Any, 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 any. But there's something I'm able to see this. And, and again, I, I've thought about this. You know, th- there's all kinds of glandular things that are going on, you know, as far as, uh, you know, with pituitary and, and, and all these, you know, uh, you know, in the whole classical thing of the third eye and what have you, there's some people sure. that it isn't, it, it isn't closed. And, and generally, and, and actually the, the, the truth of the matter is, is if, if there's a time period, if that thing starts calcifying, and that's what's happening to 3D, the material world, is everyone's third eye has been calcified to the point where it's, it just doesn't function. It, it, you know, unless something ter- terrific happens, opens it up. Usually people... Um, will ign- just because they, their, their nature is simply just to ignore, and that is helped by their their uh, calcified uh, uh, third eye. They, it's just shut off. It's just mm. yeah, boom. How do you how do you open that eye? You know, I, you know, I'm thinking. There's a lot a, of YouTube videos that say they'll they'll open your pineal gland. <laughs> right. Well, you know, that, 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 which segues into, in, into our next commercial: How to Open Your Third Eye by Chad C. Meek. It's fifty ninety five. Uh, and we will help you uh, open it up. Um, you know what? It's it. How you do it is through is through meditation. Meditation is the gateway as far as to this other world. And and, and I'm talking. And I'm not talking about you know a ten minute uh, you know romp around the you know the park and, and with an instant. I'm talking about some really serious serious meditation. And we're really talking where you can actually get into the zone and stay in there for two to three hours, which incidentally I do. I mean, I, I meditate for every, every night from three o'clock to about five thirty or six o'clock. And, and, mm. it, and, and the reason being is because it's a safe haven for me uh, to be in that state, but that's how you do it. If you really want sure. to, you know, if you really want to explore some of this stuff, I think that also explains to me why I keep going, you know, this keeps going. And the more I do it, the more I become open you know, to these other things. So that's that's the re- that's why I believe it is. Now there might be other ways. Um, oh, you know, a lot of people. You know, uh, you know, this ayahuasca and you I know, was going to mention that. Yeah, ayahuasca. Yeah, yeah, ayahuasca. Some people talk about psilocybin mushrooms. There's a lot of research. I mean, a lot of fantastic things are really going on with that whole world that is literally opening up that third eye, as far as that. But it's synthetic. I'm not, a, you know, which incidentally, I've experienced all of them except ayahuasca. I never, I never did that, and I don't know why, because it just doesn't, uh, I don't know, it doesn't, doesn't hit my buzz. But, I, but I've experimented with the other stuff, too. But in comparison to my natural state, I don't need that anymore. I don't need to do yeah, that. And that's, and that's, it's very interesting that you mentioned that uh, for a couple of reasons. One of them is that I've really got into meditation over the last year, mostly because of COVID, and I've just been stuck in my apartment for 15 months. And if it weren't for meditation... I, I would have lost my mind, but when I when I I usually do it almost every day, and it's for around an hour, and when I can actually quiet my brain, which takes like twenty minutes out of that hour, of just like trying to just let it just turn off all of the things that are going on in my head. After that, after the the second twenty minutes. That's when I could I could really feel like something's happening. It's like I, I really feel like I'm in the zone. You know, I wish there were a better way uh, to describe that, but it's just like something that I feel inside of my head is being activated. And having meditated almost every day for the last, let's say, 15 months, I'm so much more attuned to energies and, and what's out there and feeling emotions and feeling other people's energies. And it's made me more palatable of a human being for the rest of you, which is nice. 
but it's also kind of enlightened me to what else to, to another plane of existence, to another plane of thinking. And that's without even doing it for two hours. I can only imagine, you know, what, what I would be like if I actually meditated for two hours a day. First of all, well, there, there, are, there are those of us that, that, not those of us here, but there are people that can be in that space all day. Um, they, they're, they're your gurus yeah. and your, yeah. your, your and, spiritual and if if you, seekers. I, yeah, exactly. Um, that's another, I mean, I, I also got into this guy called Sad Guru, S-A-D-H Guru, uh, over the last year. And he talks about that too. He talks about people who spend their whole, they spend the whole day and night meditating and they don't move except maybe to eat. And he said that these people, you can't even watch them eat. He says, he calls it stealing from the universe, that these people eat so much food, but because they're using that energy in another plane of existence, they don't gain weight and they don't have to expel a lot of it. They're just well, using it. Also, they're elevating whether, themselves into another plane of being. Whether you're going to another plane of existence or just turning up the processor in your brain on high for hours at a time, that's going to consume calories. No, no, yeah. but the thing is, 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 is this is about doing the opposite of that, Kyle. It's, it's, a, it's about letting your brain relax it's about not thinking it's about just letting the the it's opening yourself up to be receptive it's not about actively thinking about stuff it's about receiving things from out there it's about being attuned it's like taking your radio antenna and turning it on rather than trying to actively think about something you know what i'm saying doing doing something like that turning essentially essentially forcing your brain to think and work in in a, a way different than you are practiced doing your entire life. That takes energy. It takes that a lot takes, of energy, especially it's, for a and, weirdo and like it's me. you may get to that place, but it's hard. It's a practice. You have to work to get it's there. Well, it's and, not and, a place. Right. discipline. And that's why it's I say I, you know it's taken me over a year to really yeah. be able to make a, a a modicum of progress. I could, you know, who knows what's going to be ten years from now. But I also want to, I want to mention this book I'm reading called Mind Hacking Happiness. This is not a plug. The guy's name is Sean Webb, and he uh, he works with government institutions. He works with giant companies about maximizing people's performance in terms of mental performance, in terms of getting people to think. I don't want to say outside the box because that sounds like very common consultant speak, but. It's about what we're talking about. And he actually said that when you have, you can, you can accomplish things like ego death. You can accomplish things like activating your pineal gland, opening your third eye with meditation. You could experience the same things that people experience on LSD or on mushrooms with, with just trying to meditate and trying to become enlightened that way. It sounds so simple that it doesn't, it doesn't sound real. But he has cataloged experience. He's put people on fMRI machines and had them meditate to where they can feel that sense of enlightenment. They actually take an MRI of them at the moment, and you can see there's a massive brain difference. And then you compare that to someone who's peaking on shrooms or peaking on acid, and it's a very similar picture. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. so Chad, would you, would you think that maybe as a child something had primed you to having that eye open at yes, that point yes i know no i i think as far as the overall plan you know this is this is this is me now as far as looking backwards obviously i was destined to experience all that stuff and and it was it literally 
Uh, I mean, you know, and as far as the rest of my family, I mean, I, I was set apart from my, the rest of my family. I, I mean, for, for, every, for, for everything and forever. I mean, I just literally thought differently. I was different. I was, I was completely different. And I believe it was intended, it, it was an intended occurrence. It, 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 there was no accidents with that, you know, as far as that. Now, again, what I would have preferred, and this is the other, the other flip side about this, Kyle, and you'll love this. All I wanted to be was, you know, from from since I remember, is I wanted to be normal. I wanted to be like every other kid. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> you want to and think me this both, stuff. Chad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to be like everyone else. I literally, I mean, I literally, I long for, you know, I mean, listen, the black and white, the Donna Reed show, and all, and all the other, uh, you know, commercial. I long for these uh, fathers was best. These the, 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 these conventional. You know, uh, you know, families, conventional kids, et cetera, et cetera. I did not want to be me, and I, and I kind of, but I was meant to, to be this and to do this. And so that's one thing that I think as far as it's taken me a long time to really feel comfortable about coming out and just, just absolutely talking about this stuff here. Some of these things are so, so, so let me ask private, you, it's insane. Yeah, go ahead. So let me ask you this. How many, I'm 34, Chad. How, how many more decades is it going to be until I'm comfortable with myself? Can you give me a kind of a prognostication here? Sure, sure, no problem. No, no, as long as you, no, no. Hasn't no, you, happened you, yet. You, you want to know? If you really want to know, okay, let me, let, let, I'll, I'll tell you this, okay. First of all, I mean, you know, sure. you, you know, keep meditating as far as this, and, and I'm and I'm so hopeful that within five years, that literally you'll basically know yourself inside and out. And, and I and I suspect you, if you do it for an hour a day, I guarantee you, you will. I guarantee you that you'll have no problem. You, you can actually. Uh, uh, on Fifth Avenue, you'll be able to stand out there stark naked. Oh, don't and have don't no say it. Don't. That. So, anyway, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something from a certain president's campaign speech, but that's you know, that's well, fine. you could stand out there and play guitar with a cowboy hat. There you go. Oh, there we yeah. go. That's great. Uh, and no one would notice because that's happening out there right now as we speak. Um, yeah, no, that's. I mean, that's that's. You're you're right. And and like I said, in the in the first year. Of this journey of this, what have I been said? What have I been calling this, Kyle? Discovery. Like a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a metamorphosis of self. It's an ego transformation. It's a real journey that I'm on that I've been forced to be on because of COVID. I, you know, it's ironic because I. As, what what as a crazy, great time to be on it! I, Absolutely. Oh, yes, it's and I, I was, yeah. I was forced to do it because I was literally losing my mind. Yeah. Last year, as a lot of people were, and you know, and I and I had it pretty good. I'm, you know, I didn't catch COVID, knock on wood, you know. But like, I in terms of the things that happened to people during the pandemic, which isn't over yet, I had it pretty good. But even still, I was secluded in my tiny New York apartment and not literally not seeing anybody, not interacting with anybody in the most densely populated part of the Western Hemisphere. And there's this brutal irony there of that you're surrounded by so many people. You're in this little petri dish. You could hear your neighbors all around you, but you don't so see anybody. So far anybody. away, so far away. Exactly. Yeah. But I was so the the only way that I was able to get out of it was to go inward into myself, into my mind. And if I'm able to make this much progress in a year, I can only imagine what happens in four more years. You know what you're articulating, which is exact. I mean, th this is this is exactly my story. I, I literally, I mean, your story is my story. People that actually do this, actually have the discipline, can hang in there and do this. 
This is the story. This is, this is what you get. This is the benefit. This is the antidote. This is the answer to pretty much everything as far to as To so this. many things. I mean, I like, you know, this is, I don't, I haven't had anxiety attacks. You know, I haven't had, I, I, I'm, I'm, I can't say I'm not neurotic because I don't ever have, but I'm significantly less neurotic. I'm significantly less argumentative, significantly less paranoid about what if and what can happen. And that's just come through introspection and meditation regularly. Yes. Uh, well, also checking in with yourself and, and checking in with others and being... And it's uh, stuff that you don't think about you have to do because you think, oh, you know, I'm, I, 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 I don't know what the criteria is to call yourself successful, but you think you have it together. I thought I had it together. I thought I knew what life was. I was over 30. I made it this far. I thought I figured it out. And I was kicked back to square zero, not even square one, last year. And... I've come out of it just a much better person, a so more enlightened person. The only thing that do I this, haven't Eric, done. Who forced you to meditate? Who made you do this? I did. You did. Isn't that great? I did because I was, I was, my, my anxiety started manifesting itself in physical ways. It's and, a lifeline, and you had to do it. And, that and was I had to the, do yeah, it. Thank God for your anxiety. Thank God for your, for all the Ironically, yes. that basically showed you what to do and, and, and made you use this as a lifeline. That's and what it, it took, is. It's a lifeline. And it also, it was between COVID and my, my father passed away in December. And those two things combined with meditating regularly. First, I was able to handle my, my dad's death so much better. I was ironically just calm and present and in the moment when all of that stuff was going down. And I had to I had to fly to Knoxville, Tennessee, where he ended up um, in the middle of a pandemic before the vaccine came out. That was that's a whole other story. But I was able to just do it and 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 Isn't take it, it day by day much... and be present rather than just perseverating over the possibilities like I would have done before. But also, isn't it amazing how much? How much we can handle when we're actually in it, as opposed to how we think we're going to handle it. Well, you know, that, that, we agonize it, about it for weeks or months or uh, years. I've heard I've the anxieties heard, in our life keep us from doing these things that we're probably up for. We're probably strong yes, enough to yes handle. Yes and no. Yes and no. Because mm. like I've I've heard it both ways about that. I've heard it say, well, you know, it was because you were anxious and because you were so paranoid about what could happen that you already anticipated every, all the bad things that could have happened and you were ready for it. There's also, the, of course, the thing that you said, uh, which is, you know, just made you generally more present and more accepting of the stuff that goes on, and you were ready. I was ready to wo- roll with it because I was forced to, and it turned off yeah, the you, paranoid, you you, neuro- neurotic part of me. You weren't processing every possible outcome and scenario every minute of every day uh, while you're on the bus or... No, but I mean, I definitely your, was your when my room. dad was in the hospital. And I was, well, you that's, know. What I, that's what I'm saying. The, the worst part was thinking about what was coming. And then once it came, you could handle it. And, right. and, 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 you could and it was... Did it like a trooper. It, well, thank you. And it was anomalous because I spent, I, I spent a whole night in his hospital room. He was in the ICU. I spent the last <laughs> night just there at his bedside, not moving. I can't sit still to save my life. I have ADD, I am high strung, I'm a spaz, whatever you want to call it. I'm standing up right now. I'm not even sitting down now, or else I'd just be moving around in my chair audibly. You're, you're like, a member of the Shinee Club with all there that. There we go. Yeah. So, um, you know, but, but when, I was, when I was watching, I mean, I don't want to get too morbid here, but when I, was, when I was watching my dad die, I was just totally fine with sitting there just watching him, watching the meters go by 
and and watching the the doctors every once in a while come over and replace something in one of the many machines he was looked, hooked up to. And it was something something that you think you'd you'd think you'd be terrified of because everything in your body is It's tells one of people's that, biggest that... fears to see their parents die, especially when they're relatively young compared to what medical technology well, what, allows these days. What meditation does is it really does um, it, um, what it does, it, of course, it quiets you down, but it also controls this thing that the universe, and, or at least this world, is being just pest, uh, pestilence, which is this gigantic inflated egos, as far as this. It literally quiets the ego down. It, 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 it literally, it literally captures, the more you do it, the more it captures the ego. It basically quiets it down and actually reduces that, which is, I think, is equivalent to inflammation, to tell you the truth. And as far as sure. and being able to look at life and, and objectively and take life for what it is, and that's what, medit- and that's what you were doing. You were literally saying, you're, you're actually experiencing life. Objective, right? Exactly. It's a great thing. I mean, really, exactly. And, and again, it's something I've I've really stopped. It's it's something I've really stopped myself from doing uh, for so long until I until like I said, I was I was forced to just because of the things that were going on in the world. Yeah. So all right. Um, so with that, uh, Chad, were you on someone's show last week? This past week? <laughs> yeah. It's a long story. I, actually, we, yeah, no, I was. I, I actually was, but it was, a, it, was a, it was a show. We got so screwed up as far as the, with the pay Skype and the not paying Skype and all the other stuff. Uh, I, ne- I, I never made it. But what he did was he played a show that we had done, uh, I think, back in 2012. It's, it was great. It was because it was fantastic. It was it was so contemporary. It was amazing. I'm sort of listening to myself, and I'm, I can't get in. Anyways, we we were rescheduling that show uh, for the the new Chad, the freshman. But we act, I was on the show. This is and again, I just laugh about it. I just you know before. Uh, let me tell you about what, what meditation does for me now. Sure, and, and sure, it, sure. Yeah. Instead of me jumping out of a building, <laughs> I, I, I was like, okay, well, this is what we're doing. It's laughable. I just was laughing at it as far as this was. And I was listening to myself on there. Said, hey, sounds pretty good. Anyway. <laughs> hey, who is that guy? Yeah. What's the show called? Uh, Late oh. Night at the Badlands. Late Night at the Badlands. And where can people find that? Is I, it a podcast? I've got Late Night at the, with Michael Vera. Late night at the Badlands, where you, wherever it was at, you can, yeah, you can listen. It's a, it's a, actually a good show. I mean, I, I was actually, I was quasi impressed with myself. No, I might, I might add. Anyway, well, so, that's, that's but, great. But, but, have, it, was, uh, but it wasn't live. Bison. It was, it was a tape show that that was actually from nine years ago or eight. But years But it was ago. evergreen, so it just it fit. It just that's fit. Good. It just fit. So when you said you're rescheduled, when are you? When are you scheduled July, to go back? July ninth. July ninth. Oh, it's my mom's birthday. Wow. Oh wow! How nice. I know. All right. Um, so in the in the meantime, uh, are you going to be on anyone else's show? No, I don't know. Uh, no. You gonna get any calls from Joe Rogan? Okay. That's uh, fine. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Joe did call me, and I I declined to do his show because I'm really unhappy how he treats uh, contactees. So Ooh. forget him. I'm, okay. just not, I'm not. I'm not doing a show. Okay. Well, okay. Um, if that's, he, if he, that's quite a that's quite a stand. That is quite a stand. You know, how about this? If he calls again, Chad, Kyle and I will fly down there. We'll all go on his show with you, and okay. we'll hold hands and, and tell him a good story. <laughs> as long as you hold my hand, that, that's absolutely all I uh, just okay. like the I just the I just want the barbecue. Okay. There you go. <laughs> okay. All right. uh, yeah. Um, all right. So usual questions at the end of the show. Where can people find you, Chad? Uh, Chad at GiantRockTheMovie.com and uh, you can contact me at ChadMeek uh, at Live.com 
my website or where you can see a, a trailer of the movie is www.giantrockthemovie.com. And you can buy my both my books, which are on Amazon. One is Giant Rock. That's on Amazon. And, and uh, actually, I love that book. It pays me every month. This is something, this is a fantastic book. You should read it because it's me inside of it too. And my other book, which is, which again, which is an interesting thing that I did, which actually channeled, is called uh, The New Libertarian Party, Revolution for America. And literally, this is an abstract of what I believe is going to be the next civilization. And, and I'm, I'm just dying to have this conversation with you guys on this at some future show. Sure. Because... It really it, it, it answers We're at the end of the current the civilization. Yeah, it answers right. the questions. Okay, that's it. That's yeah. great. All right, Kyle, how about you? Where can people find you? You can find me at the corner of the timeless void. The corner of the timeless void. That's fantastic. And the rest of you can find me right here. The next we're out there. So thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening. And have a great night. This has been a Pneumonium production. The views and opinions expressed on We're Out There do not necessarily reflect those of Pneumonium, LLC, or its subsidiaries. Theme music by Matt Baltrucky.